<laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Delaware. Happy Friday. We are so happy to be here. Your hosts for Off the Shelf. It's me, Nicole Fowles, Molly Myers Labady. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> and in the studio with us today, we have Hannah Simpson. Hello, hello. Welcome, Hannah. Bringing us down, bringing us mellow, but I'm going to bring us back up. It's all good. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's our communication specialist. She is here to talk about book clubs because she's got a special announcement for some book clubs that she's going to be helping with this summer. Uh-huh. I'm excited. I, I heard about talk, it. I'm I was very excited. Books. Yeah, I books know. are a thing. It's what I, I do. Books, you're very good at talking books, and that's what I love about you. You're so good at Aww. it. Um, we're also rocking uh, Molly and I, at least rocking the things that we learned from Cosmo when we were young girls about the day to night transition. It's all about a jacket. <laughs> it is all about a jacket. It truly makes all the difference. It makes all the difference, and I have been waiting my whole life for this moment. Like I feel like I've been lied to. Like. That the day to night transition was like such a big deal because it was talked about in every issue of every girl's magazine. It was going to happen ever. every night. Yeah. It's I was going to have this life where I was going to wear really tall heels, <laughs> which good luck finding me in those. Right. And uh, I was constantly going to be transitioning day to night, having to touch up my makeup Changing and lip color. It was it was a lot. And today I can't wait for the great reveal when I leave work. For my nightwear. Yes, because tell us where you're going. That is exciting. I am really and excited. One of my friends, uh, Monica from Worthington, she is taking me to the Thurber Book Prize. It's the a prize for humor that is being awarded tonight. And they're going to be awarding it live. And the people that are writing humorous books tend to be extremely funny people. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I am looking forward to laughing until my sides hurt, yes. which is what we need on a day that's all rainy and gray. So I'm already ready for the laughing. Do we, do we know any of the nominees? or is it- The semi-finalist, but not the finalist, was Quinta from Abbott Elementary. Oh, um, nice. She is so funny. They get really good names. Um, ooh, I actually had it up on my search engine. I was looking. Good job. Okay. <laughs> now it's got to load. Loading, load. That's okay. That's okay. So wait, do they attend in person? Yes. The- well, three three of the four finalists are going to be there oh, is wow. what I'm hearing. That's really cool. So, but it's a, it's a night of laughter. And if you haven't been to the Thurber house, they give tours on the weekend. And it was actually one of my early jobs when I came to, well, volunteer gigs. Yeah. When I came to to Worthington originally, is I would give tours and you get to hear about the Thurber ghost and humor is just throughout that building. You see original works of his, you get to see other Thurber um, prize winners and people that they have had. It's just a lovely organization. The authors they bring in are great. The illustrators they bring in, the teachers, the kids programming they do is fantastic. I'm a little bit of a lover of them. So here are going to be some of the finalists, and I can't remember who all is going to be there. I think three of these will be there. Annabelle Gerwich, who wrote You're Leaving When? Adventures in Downward Mobility. Okay. Uh, Danielle Henderson, The Ugly Cry. Stephen Rowley, Gunkel, which I have been hearing some really great things about that. Yeah, he's He's lovely. He is lovely. Um, Julian Davis, A History of Saints. Um, And then the semifinalists, Libby Marshall, Penny Pinching Tips for the Morally Bankrupt and Other (laughs) Stories. Marco Okram for The Awful Truth about Herbert 
or the Herbert Query affair. And Quinta Brunson, she memes well. Oh, nice. Aww. I know. <laughs> Just the titles make me so darn happy. Yeah. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It's going to be a fun night. That sounds really good. Well, let's get into some of the things that we have been reading recently. Have you been reading anything good, Molly? I have, and I've been reading something humorous. Oh, well, that makes Look sense. at me being thematic <laughs> yes. today in my day-to-night wear. <laughs> um, so I just finished a book called The Utterly Uninteresting and Unadventurous Tales of Fred, the Vampire Accountant. Yes. <laughs> yes. Imagine being someone. Else to say about that, but yes. It the the title really describes what you're walking into. Yes. Fred is an accountant who accidentally ends up getting turned into a vampire. Oh darn! But it he, happens. It happens. But he doesn't really want to change his life. He only has to change some small things. He has somebody bring his work to him, and so he can work in his dark apartment. But he makes a decision for something he maybe wouldn't have done. He decides to go to his high school reunion. Oh, no. And at his high school reunion, while he's there, a group of werewolves attack. And one of his good friends, who, like him, was a little bit on the chubbier side and less attractive, is suddenly extremely attractive and seems to know what to do. And Fred, the accountant, who sticks to the beige, boring thing through this whole super fun adventure... (laughs) Is really strong, is really, you know, tough, but not brave at all. Mm -hmm. And she starts leading him through this life. And I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give it away. It's definitely for people who like sort of supernatural silliness. Um, It has a little bit of romance in there. It's definitely for adults. Um, But it's ridiculous. Everything about it was ridiculous. And that's about what my brain was ready for this week. (laughs) Um, So I have to say, I highly suggest Drew Hayes is the author of The Utterly Uninteresting and Unadventurous Tales of Fred, the Vampire Accountant. It's giving... Colin Robinson of what oh, we yes. do in the shadows. Oh, that is <laughs> yeah. such a good description. <laughs> Except for if Colin gets pulled into more adventures, well, he doesn't yeah. suck the energy. I love Colin though. Suck. He's my favorite. Like a vampire pun. <laughs> it, it, is. it is. I meant that. <laughs> Day to night wear. <laughs> we are on today. Hannah, what have you been reading recently? Uh, I did not read so much as listen and yes. look. Um, Beautifully. I. Uh, <laughs> I stumbled across a podcast. Uh, it's called Articles of Interest. It's about fashion. But at the end of last year. So thematic today. Right. <laughs> she, she did a her first like series, not just one off. And her series is called American Ivy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. She, she's, you know, West Coast. She went to prep school, the host. But she's she was always sort of like the artsy one. And she never really got into the sort of prep. It's kind of the history of prep wear and, and things like that. And what she's discovered over the course of this seven-episode podcast, they're all about 45 minutes to an hour long, um, is the fact that traditional American clothing Mm -hmm. um, comes down to two things. And one is Brooks Brothers, which is a company Uh we all know, um, because they were, in the 1880s, sort of developed off-the-rack shopping. Uh Um, And and it also comes down to a Japanese man named, uh, let me pull it up, (laughs) So Shosuke Ishizu. And mm-hmm. he he was always a fashion guy. He really pushed the boundaries. And then he was in a, after World War II, in a camp, a prison camp, like being after being detained by American troops and uh-huh. got really close with an American man named, and his last name was O'Brien, who went to Princeton. And, and he just regaled 
uh, Ishizu with all of these stories of campus life on, oh, yes. in America, and he just glommed onto it. And so when he was trying to build this his brand after the war, uh, Ishizu took went to make a documentary about campus <laughs> life. And he brought a photographer, and they made they took these beautiful photos of Ivy League campuses in 1965. Oh, the fashion! And so it's all it's, and it's like you know it's yeah they're wearing blazers, but it's rough, so they've patched the holes, and they're wearing uh-huh. they're wearing khakis, but they've cuffed the pants, and they're wearing boat shoes, and mm-hmm. and uh-huh. all these things that put together can seem pretentious, but it also has become in the past. 70, 80 years, mm-hmm. the basis of everything we wear. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I checked out the book. It's called Take Ivy, which is a pun, which <laughs> translates better in Japanese off of the Take 5, very popular Dave Brubeck um, yes. jazz recording. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I hi- it's the photos are beautiful. They're very idyllic. The copy is hilarious mm-hmm. because it's translated from Japanese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and some of it you're just like, that's not... That's not how college, like, even in 1965, that's not quite right. Uh But, you know, there's beautiful open green lawns and and men just hanging out on blankets and reading. And then they're walking out of the five and dime and there's women in in beautiful sheath dresses and their hair just kind of pulled back with a headband. Mm -hmm. And and so that's kind of what I've been getting into. And that's why I'm wearing a collar under my sweatshirt today. So fancy. So fancy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make my mom read that. That's about when she was graduating college. She, if she's interested in that sort of thing as well, she she listens to things. She's a listener. She is 100% a listener. The um, The podcast podcast Mm -hmm. was American Ivy. Mm -hmm. Sweet. American Ivy and Take Ivy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, mom, if you're listening, Add that. I'll show you how to do podcasting tonight. <laughs> yes, we'll train you. <laughs> or come by in your local library and we'll yes. help you. Yeah, we'll get you all set up. <laughs> all sorts of different options. Well, I haven't read anything new. I'm finishing up that romance novel that I was talking about last week. And uh, we're in the third act breakup. It always has oh, to happen. Yes. So the third act breakup is happening. But the I'm twist, ready for this follow-up, just so you know. Come, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this was um, The Fine Print by Lauren Asher, I believe is her last name. And uh, yes, so that one is coming soon, the very end of it. But I will tell you more about that. But one of the fun things that we do at the library is every month we have um, kind of a thread that we send about an email to all of our uh, staff members. And we call it Reader's Advisory. That's a fancy library term for um, us just recommending books, basically. And usually there's a different theme involved with it. And so this month, um, last month we had one that was, what's your favorite page-to-screen adaptation? Uh-huh. This month we flipped it and we said, what was your least favorite? What's the ones <laughs> you love to hate? And this is the one staff love answering the most. Oh, yeah. There the, are so many feels. Love to hate is, is a favorite, <laughs> favorite among everyone. So, you know, what are some things that you didn't like? So I'm not going to name our staff members' names, but um, one staff member said that they they really did not feel like the Hobbit uh, trilogy made it they said the first movie was good uh but then the rest just really didn't follow and i gotta admit i read the hobbit too and i was like how are they gonna do this in three movies it was a short book there were so many traveling songs (laughs) the traveling songs almost broke me yeah there was a real-time dinner scene (laughs) yeah true yes Like, yes, you, you don't need to eat. I love a dinner party, but uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. we can continue. Not ideal. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we had another staff member who uh, loves reading anime and was saying that every live action adaptation of anime always goes off the rails. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear um, any of our listeners. You can comment on social media. You can email us, um, pr at delawarelibrary.org, and uh, tell us if you have any that you love to hate. Um, another staff member said basically anything Stephen King. His his books are amazing, but the movie adaptations can be really hit or miss. Um, she said that The Outsider on HBO was good. Dr. Sleep wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Cell and The Dark Tower were awful. And uh, yeah, just kind of a little bit here and there. And I think the best Stephen King that I've ever seen done has been miniseries. Yeah. When they can do it in a miniseries. I, yeah, I think the advent of um, uh, streaming channels mm-hmm. has really made it... Because we're not confined books anymore. It's two mm-hmm. or three hours. You right. can really get into the meat of a book, which is why I'm so excited that they are actually remaking the Harry Potter books into for HBO Max into each book will be a whole eight to ten episode season. I'm going to wait till you watch wow. it and then I'll watch it. That's always you how tell it should have been. Yeah, this is breaking <laughs> news for me. I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I've been following the, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of drama going on. Well, with that. I mean, are yeah. we really so, ready? I am. You are. I am. It, those kids, it, by the time they actually get made and cast, Emma Watson could probably end up playing McGonagall, no, frankly. For sure. For so. Sure. Yeah. Okay, that would make me happy. Right. Yeah. I would be very happy if there was some of that going on. Yeah, this is like, okay, this I is know. awesome. Okay, and you know what? I would actually, news. okay, can we Dreamcast? Yes. Because yes. what I want for Go Dumbledore for is I want Richard Harris's son, who's also an actor, to play Dumbledore because he was the better oh. Dumbledore. Oh, yes. Judging Dumbledores. You know, I was just <laughs> so <laughs> happy that they were happening name. that I don't think I can be critical of them. I am somebody who just likes stuff too much. Like, I'm not very good at this, like, reviewing and editing, because I'm like, I loved it. I <laughs> yeah. love, have you ever thing. noticed I come in here and I'm like, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved I it. <laughs> well, actually, when you talk about uh, disappointing, uh, the I love all those Harry Potter movies. The third one is terrible. <gasps> Alfonso Cuaron, excellent director. He has my favorite book. And my least favorite Harry is three Potter Goblet movie. Of Fire? No, three is Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, okay. Mm. It's rushed. That. It's a little yeah. too artsy. Um, it goes. They all the, the books get progressively darker, but that one is a huge tonal shift right away. He leaves out a bunch of things with the Peter Pettigrew reveal. The books have been out for twenty some thirty years now. That's not a secret. Not a spoiler. <laughs> you know what I remember though? I remember showing up at the movie theater when it came out. With my library dressed as Moaning Myrtle, wearing a toilet seat on my head. <laughs> That's nerd, what I remember. Our nerd is showing real big right now. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that I'm very good at hiding my nerd ever. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the other half and we're going to talk about, if you love talking books, we're going to talk about book clubs at the library. So stay tuned. And we thank you for listening because it's listeners like you. <laughs> it reminds me of PBS. You just we're, totally went we're PBS supported <laughs> by listeners like you. Well, and we're also supported by Helpline of Delaware Morrow yes. County and Beanbag Books on, in downtown Delaware. And we love our sponsors so Speaking much. Speaking of Beanbag Books. Tell us more. Yes. Tomorrow is Independent Bookstore Day. Yes. Woo! And so if you get a minute and you're out and about tomorrow, pop in, say hello to our friends mm-hmm. at Beanbag Books. Yes. And share the love. In fact, Have we even mentioned that it's National Library Week? That's one of the things I was, was going to bring up. <laughs> I was because yes. like, this is like my favorite week of the year. Best yes. week of the year. Happy awesome. National Library Week. What happens during National Library Week? 
everything. <laughs> everything. Party, party, party. <laughs> On Wednesday, usually. I yeah. got to go to the state house where we talk about our funding and we get to meet with our representatives. Mm-hmm. Nicole, I believe you may have stumbled into that uh, as well in the morning. Yes, I did. I did stumble in. It was a lot of fun. We. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know how libraries are funded, uh, just take a little look. It's a lot of fun. We get yes. part of our percentage from locally property ta- local property tax levies. Thank you, voters. And we also um, get part of it from the state um, public library fund, which and comes from your taxes. We've gotten a ton of support because our legislators realize all we do. A lot of people just think about us as books. Not the fact that, you know, when you come to a story time, yes, it's a fun program, but we're also using early literacy skills, what are the, which are the skills your children need to be ready to learn to read when they enter school. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, Orange has been doing programming with studying. So here we're into finals and you need a nice place to study or be with your friends to study those same topics. We create that space for you. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things that public libraries do if we're going to do a little library love fest. I love yeah. love fest. I don't have the updated data, uh, but when I was in library library school a few years ago mm-hmm. up to two, uh, a third of Americans don't have access to internet in their homes they yes. either live in a rural area where there just simply isn't the infrastructure there or mm-hmm. it's, it's expensive it's a very expensive utility and we offer that and so we're closing the information gap yes which because what do you we pay bills online we apply for jobs online mm-hmm. and if you can't do that at home or just being able to print something out. Yes. You know, I had a neighbor who had me print out her husband's memorial because she didn't have access to mm-hmm. a copy or a printer. Mm-hmm. And the things that we have the opportunity to be able to give, I mean, our maker studio is allowing us to give people the experience on different types of materials. That's job skills. Right. Those are. And preserving memories. Just mm-hmm. yesterday, I uh, I transferred a cassette tape of a Ooh. choir performance that my grandparents participated in. That's awesome. Uh, and got it into an MP3. So now we have it forever. That's really so cool. exciting. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And then who knows? When the MP3 becomes outdated, then there will be technology that a library will have to get it to the next set of technology. Whatever that may Just be. keep going. Exactly. Well, Hannah, one of the reasons why we brought you here today, other than your wonderful personality and your vivacious <laughs> oh, <stop>. energy, <laughs> is that uh, you are going to be helping out in Ostrander with mm-hmm. their yes. upcoming book club. Yes, so yes. tell us a little bit about just like book clubs in general, what's happened in Ostrander, all the good things. Yes. Uh, well, we've got such a lovely, wonderful group um, mm-hmm. at Ostrander, our staff. They're so, but it's a, you know, but they needed a little help some time to pitch in. And so, and I read, I read a lot. You do. And you read a good variety, not I just a lot, to. but you do read a nice variety of books. I think I'm at like 32 books so far for the year. Amazing. Yeah. Since April. Um, <laughs> and, and so when we had a staff member leave, uh, Nicole and I happened to be, have read the next book up, the mm-hmm. person who was leaving their book club. And so we went, and I really just, I'm not going to lie, I fell a little bit in love with their book club. They had yeah. a really mm-hmm. fun group of people who come in every month. The first Wednesday of the month at 11 a.m., I did our Ostrander branch, mm-hmm. and um, and I really just enjoyed it. And so I've signed on to take over that book club, and Excellent. we're just going to be reading. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. it's really a whole lot of fun. Um, we, we have a book club coming up with them this week, so this is why mm-hmm. it's a little timely. Um, on Wednesday, May 3rd at 11 o'clock, because the first of the month is coming next week. Craziness. I can't even. And <laughs> I can't. they are reading In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. And I think that's going to be a fun one. What have you learned mm-hmm. about In Five Years so far? Uh, it's about a woman, and she has a her life plan. She's one of those type A people. She wants to work <laughs> at a certain law firm. She's going to marry her boyfriend. She's getting engaged the night when the book opens up and in five years they're going to live on Gramercy Park and he's <laughs> going to be a hedge fund manager and she's going to be a senior associate and 
And on the night of her engagement, she falls asleep on the couch and she wakes up five years in the future and spends an hour in her future life. And in this future life, she's not with the man she just got engaged to. She's engaged to a different man. Oh, no. And wow. she lives in Brooklyn. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. And then she, when she wakes up again, <laughs> she's back in her normal timeline. And it's that's as far as I've gotten. Oh. But it has unsettled her. Yes. This is a very short book. So even if you're just now mm-hmm. listening on Friday, you can definitely have it read by next Wednesday if you want to do a quick um, a quick jump in. I did sure. start it yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a nice short book. I am not intimidated by it. So you should not be either. Um, what happens during a book club? Uh, well, I like to start a book club with a very <laughs> simple question when we're all in the room together. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes. How'd you feel? Anywhere in between the all the way down and all the way up. It's a scale. It's a gradient. It's like you're one mm-hmm. to five. Yeah, like you're it. one to five. Boop, boop, and when boop. people want their like three and a half, you know. <laughs> you can really. My mother is very picky about book clubs. And when they don't say, what did you think about the book and try to get everybody's view, it drives her nuts. <laughs> well, she so can that come. She would love that. Well, by all means, join us, Ma. I don't know if I can handle her in one more book club because every book club she leaves and goes, Molly, you need to read this. <laughs> right. I can't keep up. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I think I think book clubs, you know, people might think that they're intimidating, but in fact, it's really just a bunch of friends getting together, yep. um, maybe new friends you haven't met yet, and mm-hmm. talking a little bit about what you thought. But one of my favorite things that comes out of book clubs is diverse opinions. Yes. yes. If everyone agrees, it's kind of no fun. I love a book everybody hates. Yes. That's my favorite book club when everybody hates <laughs> a book. for different the, reasons. Oh, yeah. The conversations are great. I often go into book clubs thinking I've liked a book and come out going, oh, <laughs> actually, that was terrible. Well, like, sometimes I feel bad, too, because I, I go with Molly a lot where I'm not a harsh critic of yes. authors and I don't read for a literary sense. I read like, did I like it? Uh-huh. And so a lot of times I'm like, yeah, I liked it. And then people are ripping it to shreds and I'm like. I still liked it. <laughs> I once reviewed a book that I did not. I was like, it was okay. I don't like it that much. And I had a friend write me an email <laughs> that she was like, this was such a book for you. Read it again. Read it again. I think you'll like it. You, you had to be your reading. You were at the wrong time in your you life. You read it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, this is too much pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really fun. We definitely have some guided questions, but mm-hmm. wherever the conversation may go, we're yeah. just there to talk and see what we can get out of it. Um, and what I'm really looking forward to in leading a book, this book group is listening, getting to know them more and then picking books that I think they'll like. Yes. yes. So I've only picked one book so far. It's one I know and love and I'm really, I think that they're going to like yeah. it. I think this might be a group a few years ago. I suggested Gone Girl too. And I remember like the leader being like Molly. <laughs> And they loved it and hated it. And it was a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, and even one of the books that you mentioned that's going to be recognized at the Thurber Awards tonight, The Gunkle, was a Uh book that this book club read. And I was like, ooh, how's Ostrander going to take The Gunkle? And they had a great conversation about it. It's what it's about, having Mm -hmm. that conversation, reading out of your own comfort zone. Mm Because we pick books that we lean towards. Oh, yeah. I have to lean onto lists so that I get a variety, for sure. Well, we have book clubs all over the system, not just Ostrander. We have them at uh, we have a virtual one and we have one at every other branch one of the other ones that I want to talk about coming up this week is around the world in books and bites mm-hmm. that one is meeting on Tuesday May 2nd at 12 30 at the 
um, Oishi Japanese Bistro, which oh. is in Powell. And I love the book they're doing this week, The Hotel in the Corner of Bitter and Sweet by Jamie Ford. Mm-hmm. He is one of my all-time favorites. He's a great author. So that's a really fun one. You get to eat a little, chat a little. So mm-hmm. that one has like even more kind of like community feeling based in it. Um, and then the Virtual Book Club is meeting this week on Thursday, May 4th at 5.30. Um, just register to attend online, DelawareLibrary.org. They're reading Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby the Van Pelt. Oh, I, I was very lucky to, it's, it's a very popular book. It's gotten great reviews. I was lucky enough to read an advanced reader copy, so I read it before it was published. Fancy. And I knew, I, I, I knew when I, the second I put it down, I was like, this is going to be a book club book. It's going mm-hmm. to be talked about. It's been, t- I think it's a read with Jenna book. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is through the Today Show. The Today Show, right. And, and if you're a fan of books like A Man Called Uva or things mm-hmm. that are heartwarming tends to do with older adults, families coming together in unlikely circumstances. Uh, if you like kind of strange narrators, mm-hmm. a third of this book oh, is yes. narrated by Marcellus. He's an octopus. The octopus. Oh. <laughs> um, It'll be a good one. If you liked the documentary, My Octopus Teacher. Yes. Oh I have not seen that yet. Okay. Adding to my list. All right. It won an Oscar. Ladies, I need to catch up. We have chatted books. We have chatted book clubs. We have got to get going and give our time to the city. Yes. And uh, we thank you. But check our online calendar, DelawareLibrary.org/events. And until next time, we will see you in the stacks.